now you can still go further. At 85, Anna Halperin is a dance legend. She's been challenging the conventions of modern dance for more than 50 years. Today, she is still working and her work is as vibrant as ever. You don't want to just do exercises without understanding why you're doing them and what they're doing for your body. Anna is still teaching dance to people of all ages and shapes in her Kentfield studio. She tries to teach her students awareness of their bodies. There's two ways of working with the body, essentially two ways. One is when the mind informs the body and the mind is telling you what to do. That's one way of working. The other is when the body itself informs the mind. Your body impulses guide you. And then you do these movements and suddenly they become your movement. It's part of your creative process. And you're able, from that point of view, to have experiences that go beyond words, that go beyond your conscious thinking, but are part of you. That's the thrill of working with movement. So open up that possibility. Anna's understanding of movement is at the core of her work. So if you move this, do you see how everything else reacts? Can you see it? This evening, she is preparing her latest company of dancers for an upcoming performance. The dance is called Parades and Changes. The dance caused a scandal back in 1965 when it debuted in New York. It involves nudity. I could hear the audience as everybody began to disrobe. I could hear breathing getting a little heavier in the audience. And then I could hear this whispering, oh, they're not gonna do it. Oh, they did it. You know, like, ah, oh, big deal. And the poor dancers were so unsuspecting. We were so naive about the whole thing uh, that it, it just sent chills through, through the performers. In parades and changes, they dress and undress three different times. What's exciting for an audience is intuitively to feel that it's in process. It's the process of taking your shoes off. It's the process of undressing. It's the process of finding your place in space. We, we can sense that out here. And so it gives us a little bit more sense of involvement. Well, I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder who's going to go with who. Anna Halpern creates a dance using a series of instructions for the dancers. It's called a score. It forces the dancers to examine their intentions and not just go through steps. I said, you know, there are three questions I'd like you to ask yourself. One is you ask yourself, what am I doing? Do you know the score? <laughs> and am I doing the score? And two, how am I doing it? Because I give them a score and I tell them what to do but I don't always tell them exactly how to do it. That's very limited. So then they ask themselves, how am I doing this? Am I bringing my imagination to this? Am I uh, really focusing on the awareness of my movement? And then the third question is, why am I doing this? What does it mean to you? What do you want the audience to come away with? Anna has brought her troupe to the Jewish Community Center of San Francisco. Parades and Changes is becoming an audience favorite after all these years of not being performed. I've been able to really develop it artistically and not worry about the nudity aspect of it and been able to refine it. And it's very minimal, 
It's very, very minimal. So every little thing r really counts. Anna never stops challenging the idea of what dance should be. In 2005, she began working with seniors in Marin. I worked with them for about a year, and they loved it. They loved the idea that they were being seen as dancers, you know. And so then I thought, well, let's take it one step further and, and really create a dance together. And so I found this island, a grassy island in a lagoon at the Civic Center in San Rafael. But then I, I didn't know what I was gonna do about the chairs. I thought, well, let's use rocking chairs because then that would be the ground base and we could just rock and rock and rock. And so I put a, a notice in the San Rafael Independent that we needed rocking chairs. 69 rocking chairs appeared from all over, all these rocking chairs. And they're just really beautiful. They're all out on this lawn. And we developed a score, and we did this dance, and the birds flew past us. And I never saw such soulful dancing in my life. I thought I was going to be, you know, giving, giving them something, but actually I got so much back in return because they're so, it was, there's nothing like being a senior for being totally honest. <laughs> In 1972, Anna made a discovery that would change her life. She was drawing a self-portrait along with her class. I drew something in my pelvis as a gray, gray mass. And so intuitively, I decided to have an examination. And actually what I had drawn was um, a malignant tumor. How does that feel? Her doctor was optimistic, but her cancer returned three years later. Anna did what she knew best. She danced and she drew. So I said, well, you can change your feelings and you can change your emotional life as you begin to alter in your body and, and you begin to use a creative process to deal with that emotional material. So why wouldn't it work the other way? So I started doing a whole series of uh, self-portraits and kept working on the emotional material that kept coming up. And uh, I went into remission. In 2000, Anna debuted a new dance called Intensive Care. It begins with four shrouded dancers who move through feelings of pain, love, healing, and finally, death. It is not an easy performance to watch. I did it five years ago when my husband was in intensive care for a month, and I, I was just so panicked and so frightened that I would just come to the studio and dance. That also experience brought up for me my own fear of dying when I had cancer. The shofar is blown on the Day of Atonement amongst Jewish people. It's one of the most ancient instruments. It's very primitive and it's kind of earth-shaking. 
and the Day of Atonement has to do with death. And who shall live and who shall die is one of a recurring refrains. So when that shofar blows, it's like, okay, this, this, this is it. This is the shift. And how are you going to go to your death? Are you going to accept it? People who have had in their personal life uh, near-death experiences find that dance very cathartic. Anna's work always evolves. At this recent performance in San Francisco, she changes the meaning of the dance yet again. When I did it this time, um, I was much more connected to the, the war to the Iraqian war and the suffering in the world. And I based it on um, clippings that I got out of the newspaper. The last scene where we all die, those, those particular scenes literally were images from the newspaper. One critic said, it was a hard thing to look at, but you couldn't look away. But people get up and walk out. You know, they don't, they don't, they can't take it. <laughs> I mean, it's not an easy thing to look at and it's not what you expect when you go to a dance concert. So now, it really is dedicated to the suffering and the fear and you know, the disasters in the world today. So it grew from a very personal thing to, to this. I have found through dance a certain kind of reality that people, when they really are using movement directly, that all the superficiality just fades away and you really reveal the, the realness of yourself and others and without judgment and that can be very beautiful. <laughs> 